Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute just happens to be for you if your marriage has very little or no emotional closeness. Your wife has asked for a divorce or separation. Your wife is in the home, but uh, but you guys are in separate bedrooms. Your marriage is just plain boring or has no passion. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly, or severe less than once a month. You're divorced but didn't want it. But hey, in this 65th episode, I'm going to help you with that. With what, what are the clues your wife wants to divorce? Clue number 27. Ooh, plus live calls answering your marriage questions. So get in the queue. I've helped hundreds of men. Let me help you. So get in. 313 313- 723-4225, or you can call from your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical one for some resolution to your marriage confusion. The quote of the day. All right, we're moving right along with the quote of the day. It's one of my favorite things because I love hearing what the saints and and the uh, blessed have to say. So, quote, St. Augustine also states that in a sense, shame is related to disobedience. Positively, 
This would mean that when there is perfect obedience to God, there is no shame. This conforms somewhat the spiritual truth that Catholic educators have observed, namely that as obedience to the law of Christ increases, concupiscence or the passions actually diminish. End quote. Archbishop Fudge Sheen, book three, To Get Married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. So, what are the behaviors of a troubled wife? We're gonna get into the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute content here pretty quick this morning. It's Monday, and of course, as you can tell, my voice is not much better than it was Friday. <laughs> but the good thing is, I feel a hundred percent better. Yesterday, man, I was so sick I couldn't even go to church. Man, my head, it was like throbbing for two days, and I don't really know what's going on. But the good thing is that's over, hopefully, and I feel a lot better. But, of course, you know, voices, uh, the larynx is very, very sensitive. I'm a singer, and so I understand how that works. So it's always the last thing to come back in order. So hopefully in a couple of days, uh, <clears throat> it'll be back. So what are the behaviors of a troubled wife? Hey, moreover, what are the clues that your wife gives you when she is planning on leaving your marriage, leaving your home, causing chaos if she is not already causing chaos? Remember, the wife is the heart of the home. She is the nurturer. She nurtures her job is to nurture the children and to nurture you. And when she, when something is blocking that, like she's working too much, she has too much of a career, uh, the kids don't get raised right. And of course, <clears throat> you're unhappy too. So moreover, what are the clues that she is, is let you know that she's unhappy? Um, a more important question is, do you even care? Have you put it off? You know, something's wrong, but you're kind of not really into it. And you just figure, you know, it's her job to fix herself and to get herself together that she doesn't need you. Um, that is a rookie mistake. And those of us listening who think that our wife will never leave, um, she will. Um, that's just how women are. When the pain gets too much, they're not like men. Um, men kind of have the men, they'll go mess around with a woman before they leave their wife and their family. Um, that's just how we re-roll. We'll stay um, a lot longer. Women, they're not like that. They'll stay for a long time, but eventually the pain gets a lot and they will leave um, and, 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 and split your family up. Um, also are you and your wife emotionally close as you should be, um, is, or is, I'm not sure. Are you sure? You know, um, a lot of men, they think they know what their wife thinks, but they really don't. Why? Because they haven't asked her. If you show a woman that you really, really want to know what the truth is and you sit her down and show that you are enlightened, she will tell you what she's thinking. But if she's trying to talk to you on several, several, hundreds, dozens of occasions and you interrupt her when you talk, you're not listening and things like that, 
man, she'll just won't, she'll, she'll close down, avoid you and not say anything. And that is how men get in the dark. That's how they, women can pull stuff over on us. It's not that they really want to, it's that, that, that we don't even inquire, you know? Um, and that's kind of how we get in trouble. Remember the wife's exit strategy. Women, they have a certain pattern that they use when they're trying to get away from you. And the basic thing about the wife's exit strategy is they're giving you time to fix this marriage, to get the marriage, to make her happy, to get the family the way it needs to be. And if you continuously over time neglect that, what will happen, man, is she will enter the wife's exit strategy. So the first step in that is nagging you. They, She will nag you. Um, you know, why aren't you spending more time with me? Why are you out with your friends? Why are you spending more time with the kids? Uh, you know, why aren't you fixing the more in the grass? Things like that. You know, the second thing is the second phase of the wife's exit strategy is she will, uh, uh, move out to, uh, with another man or she will go to another bedroom or she will, um, ask you to leave you know, and things like that. The other, the third phase three of the wife's exit strategy is she will ask for a divorce or she will ask for a straight out separation. Um, sometimes legally, but most people don't do the legal thing. She just goes ahead and leaves. And, and but, but the difference between that is she's actually said, we need time apart. And remember through this whole, through this whole phase, this whole steps of phases, your wife is begging you to fix this marriage, to get it to where it needs to be, to make her happy, to get the family together. Uh, and as long as you neglect that, she will keep moving through the phases until you either stop it or there's an annulment. So that's the next one. If things don't get better, she will file for divorce. And of course, she'll get it. If things don't get better then, to her and to her satisfaction, she will file for an annulment. And of course, in one to two years, the way most dioceses are today, she will get an annulment. And in that case, your marriage will be over in the eyes of the state because you have a divorce and in the eyes of God because you have an annulment. Once the closest is gone in your marriage, and that's why most guys got to understand once the closest, the closeness is gone, most women are gone too. They start to think, what am I here for? You know, why am I here? If he doesn't care about me, if he's not spending time with me, if he's neglecting me, hell, he's not even spending time with the kids. <laughs> I mean, so what am I here for? Where is this marriage going? And that's kind of when the emotional closeness and connection starts to leave. And a lot of times before guys catch on, it's already over. Okay, so. For this reason, the clues that I'm giving you in this series are very important. The shadow man will look and say, okay, Jerry, what does her hair getting done have to do with her leaving? What does her locking her phone have to do with her leaving or whatever, or her being unhappy or things like that? Because, man, we have to learn as husbands how to focus on our wives so that we know when things are wrong, when they know or before they know. And if you're in the habit of fixing her problems and getting them and keeping the marriage good and great, 
then you won't, you know, you won't be in marriage crisis. Your wife won't want to leave. Your wife won't want to ask for a divorce. Your wife won't get one again. No, I mean, why? Because she's happy. She's fulfilled. She feels satisfied as a woman. And even if you guys are going through financial, see, people think, people think, men think, well, the reason we got divorced because of financial problems. That ain't it. That is not it. The reason we got divorced is because she won't have sex with me. That ain't it. That ain't it. The reason you got a divorce or your wife wants to divorce you is because you've neglected her. You're not, you don't, she doesn't believe you love her. And so women, you got to understand, man, they just, that's why when things go bad, if your relationship is close, your wife will want to stay. I have, I've had, you know, men in my program where they lose it. They lose a child. They lose a kid. Or I've learned it in society with kid, people lose a kid. Bad marriages. You know what they do? They break up. They get a divorce. She goes her way. We just couldn't stand the pain of losing a child. That is not it. The problem is your marriage was crap anyway. So the kid, your kid passing away was just a, a symptom and of, of, you know, or the final straw to give us an excuse to go ahead and use that as an excuse to, to break up. This is why one of the reasons why having more than one kid is very, is a special logical and smart thing. If you have one kid and you lose that one child, then your marriage is kind of hard to keep it together. But if you have 10 other kids, what you do is you have a reason to stay together. We've got nine, 10 other kids. We cannot split this family up. We got to become stronger together. We got to come together and figure this out, you know, but what most people do, they have one or two kids and then the, 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 the marriage is not that strong anyway because they're contracepting, they're on birth control. So that makes their marriage very weak. Um, and so first time something bad happens, they want to get away from each other. Um, and so we've got to understand that women to get back to what I was saying earlier, women just want to spend time together. They want to go through this together. They want to know that we are in this together. But if before the bad thing happens, like financial problems, and she doesn't feel you love her anyway, and that you guys are close, and that you're never around, um, and that, you know, things are just not, she's not fulfilled, not happy, and the kid, the family's not where it needs to be, then it doesn't take much to get that to, 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 for her to go the rest of the way. It's very important that we understand that, okay? Please, it's very important. People come to me all the time with all these symptoms, the symptoms, but they don't know the cause. There's always a root cause to just like a person has disease. People go, well, I've, I've got diabetes. How can I get rid of my diabetes? No, that's not the question. The question is, why do I have diabetes? <laughs> I have diabetes because I eat like crap. I'm eating sugar and carbohydrates. And I'm eating, um, I'm taking medicines, I'm taking medications. All that stuff eat, feeds off of di diabetes, feeds off of that. So the when you come to me and you say, well, we're having, you know, the gals say, well, you know, we're having sexual problems. She won't make love to me. And it's basically her fault. That's what I get all the time. Well, and I go, well, why do you think your wife doesn't want to make love to you? 
Women do not not want to make love. Women will make women will give will make love to you even when they don't want to. Why? Because all women know it's inside them. Even though they might neglect you and not have sex with you, if you're married, all women know one of my duties as a woman, they know this getting married, that one of the duties of a good wife is to make love to my husband when he wants to. They all know that. They're not stupid. They they know that. But when things start going bad and she feels you don't love her or care, then what happens is one of the first things to go as her ace in the hole is making love. Her giving, giving you the marital embrace. So this is why you guys got to understand that. Women will go through fire with you if they know you love them, but you can't use your mouth to enforce that. It's your actions that tell them that he loves me more than anything. You know, even the women that are, even women that are in the, the greatest marriages, they will tell you, look, my husband loves me. And then they'll list all the things of why I know my husband loves me. Because they know it's not about your mouth. They know it's actions. Actions is what, what makes a great marriage, okay? Okay, so please don't make the rookie mistake um, of thinking your wife is being emotional when she comes to you and says, I want a divorce or I want a separation or will you please mow the grass or will you please get the garage fixed or will you please get the car fixed? You know, she's doing these things to, for validation of your love for her. Well, I'm not sure he loves me, so I'm going to go in here and see. I'm going to ask him to do all this crap. And if he does it, he loves me. If he don't, he don't care. <laughs> so these clues are important that I'm going over to get you to realize I want you to start paying attention to your wife. Please, even if, if she doesn't feel well or she's not herself or doesn't have the same mood she had yesterday, as a man, it's your job to look for that. Stop, get get our heads out of the sand. Get our heads off the golf course. Get our heads out of our job and our career and other people. You know, that's why doctors have had divorce rates. That's why lawyers have had divorce rates. Uh, that's why government agents have divorce rates and police officers. You know why? Because they put other people above their number one duty as a husband, their wife in marriage. They do. And then they wonder why their wife is always surly and, and unhappy and, and she's always mean and stuff or doesn't talk to them. Oh, it's her fault. I'm out here trying to save the world. Do your wife and kids don't really care about that. They really don't. They care about you signed up to, to love me and to love our kids. And you're putting your clients, you're putting people that are out there doing bad things above us. You're putting the country above us. Women don't care about the country like that. They care about the country when they man loves them and they loves their children and their families together. Then we can worry about the country because the country's not going to be anything. The country's not going to be anything if my marriage breaks apart. Matter of fact, broken marriages weaken our country because we raise crazy kids after that. So we are going to go over clue twenty number twenty. What is it today? 27? Yeah, clue number 27 today. Um, and um, after this real quick break, we're going to go over clue number 27 because I want you guys to – we're getting down to the last of the last. Woo, we got like, what, three to, three to five left, man, unless I add another one because 
some I'm always thinking of other ones too, because I want you men to really try to understand and put all this stuff together and um so that you can know when something's wrong with your wife before she does. And I hope that you can really understand that and you don't neglect what I'm saying. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. Uh, we have a caller. We on the road with the calls. We on the road with the calls, y'all. Thank you so much for calling in. As I said on Monday, I mean Friday and Thursday, this is a calling show. It is not a content show. So you are way more important than me rambling on. <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's, it means a lot to me and to the show and to other people that if you have a, a, a question or a problem in your, not a question necessarily, but a problem in your marriage that you need to be, uh, that you need different perspective on, then I'm the, I'm a very good person to, uh, to bounce that off of. Um, and if if you can, or if you have a question too, but mainly if you, the problem is what we're trying to solve. Um, we can solve little problems at a time that grow into big problems. Cause as you heard me say earlier, most of the time, the symptoms are not the root of the problem. They're not, they're not the cause. They're just the effects of the problem. And so we kind of, uh, at Catholic Alpha, we kind of do like a, uh, a scientific approach to, to solving problems. Kind of, you know, like, it's not like, what are the symptoms? Like, what is the problem? Like, why? Why is this the problem? So my first caller today, if they can understand my voice, <laughs> we are going to go ahead and I'm going to bring them on. Hopefully, if uh, you can hear them. If you can't, please uh, comment and let me know. So let's see. Unmute. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing okay. You heard me whining at the beginning of the show about my voice, so I ain't going to go into that again. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? A friend of mine um, is married, and I guess her marriage is okay. But she's starting to hang out with um, friends in divorce court and single friends on Fridays. Her husband's not really digging it, but he knows these friends and I guess he doesn't know what to do about it. 
I, mean, I guess there's really nothing anybody can do about it, but it's not a good sign. What do you suggest? Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, that's one of the clues that your wife is hanging out with single or divorced women. And I talked about that a little bit on Friday too. Um, the main thing is that if I were a husband in that situation, then automatically really fast, that lets me know that I'm doing something wrong. Automatically. It's not even a thought. Like the reason why is because if you understand your wife and you know your wife even a little bit, women don't marry you or marry a man to spend time with their friends all the time. They didn't, they didn't marry him for that. They married him because she enjoys spending time with him and she wants to build a life with him. And so if all of a sudden, or even, you know, even a little bit sooner than that, she all of a sudden not home or spending time with other friends or wanting to go like you, like I said on Friday, the housewives of LA in Atlanta, you know, going to those house. That's the trend nowadays, right? Going on the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the LA, the housewives of Atlanta, uh, you know, trips and stuff. Everybody's trying to be like people on TV, man. And, and you can't be that. That's not how, how the real world works. Those women on those shows are miserable. If you just listen to them, just listen to them. They are completely miserable. That's why they're trying to get away. Another thing too, they and let's say they do got. I don't know how much money they do or don't have, but if, you know they make it seem like those women in those shows have a lot of money. But as we see, the money's not enough, is it? It's not. Um, and so the thing that I would tell a man is. If your wife, this clue is very, you're already really behind the eight ball. But the mm-hmm. great thing about this is, is not when, if your wife is spending time with divorced women and single women, you can get it back. The way you do that, I tell all guys is, first of all, you sit her down and ask and, 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 and you let her know that, listen, I know that I've not been the man that you need. I've not been, being the proper husband and stuff. I've, probably put my work uh, above us and trying to make this money. But I want you to know there's going to change and I'm sorry. Um, and I'm asking you to know that I'll be, we'll be together and I'll spend more time and let you ensure that I love you. Um, and then you, you, then you voice your opinion of, I don't think it's a good idea that either one of us are hanging out with divorced women or divorced men. And the reason why, and you see how I said that, right? I don't mm-hmm. think it's a good thing of us hanging out with divorced women or divorced men. So I didn't put it all on her because the first thing, if I do that, what's she going to do? She's going to get defensive. And then the conversation's over, right? So mm-hmm. you say us, and then you say the reasons why, because we're married, married people. We should really be spending time with other married people and divorced women, you know, they're going to, they're going to divorce men, divorce women. They're going to, they're going to pollute us with other things that, that are maybe not conducive to our marriage staying together. And then plus that single people have different single people have different agenda than married people do. It's nothing wrong with single people. 
they just haven't really grown up yet, or they haven't. They they say they don't want to get married, or they're trying to party too much, or they're trying to be have friends and and be out all the time. Married people, we got kids. We got we got to get into each other. We got to love each other. We ain't got time to be hanging out with people all the time, you know. Um, and that's what I would do if I was your friend. You know, I would tell her the same thing. I would just the main thing is when she's talking to him, don't let him get her mad. You know, don't mm-hmm. argue with him. Don't fight with him. Don't debate. Don't start, you know, don't debate with him. Like if he said, if you, if you say, if she says, well, I'm, I'm messing with divorced women. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, you're hanging out with, with divorced dudes and stuff or whatever. Let's say for instance. And then, and he goes, well, you're doing this. And then she goes, no, well, you're doing that. Basically it's the, the debate back and forth, but defending, uh, defending their position. And then people start to think, well, he's not listening to me. Or she's not mm-hmm. listening to me. Um, that's why it's important that when you bring this up, that she, after you say your little, your um, your things that you want to say as a wife, um, then what you do, you tell her to just, she has to sit there and listen without interrupting him. Because unless she well, has a question, like, you know, like, what I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? You know, like that. that. What do you think? Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to... Um Convince people not to argue. But yeah, that, I think that's a good idea. So arguing arguing is basically what? Arguing is you allowing Satan to get in the between you and your beloved. Plain and simple. So what does that mean? That means that our ego, we allow our ego and pride is preventing us from communicating with our spouse correctly. People in good and great marriages, they don't argue. If they do, <clears throat> it might be once, I mean, it's like so rare <clears throat> that they can't even think back to the last time they even had an argument. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong on that? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. The reason why, because they understand that it's not about them. It's, it, <clears throat> it's, it's, about, it's about the relationship. The relationship is is more important than each individual um, want and desire and need. And so Uh if we're sitting there, if two people are sitting there arguing, that means what? My ego and pride has got in between me and my wife or me and my husband. And it's it's, it's, Satan's loving that. He's loving that. He's loving it. And and, and of course, we all know what arguing goes to. Arguing leads to what? to emotional closeness being gone, the each person thinking that they're not listening, they don't care, and then people start having a, more friends outside of their marriage and all that kind of crazy stuff. They start getting emotional affairs because this person understands me more than my husband does or my wife does, and it's total ludicrous. Mm-hmm. The only way to defeat Satan is humility. So humility is what? When you're talking to your spouse, I remove my ego from the center of the conversation. And I really listen mm-hmm. to my wife and I, or my husband, and I really want to help them. I really want to hear what they got to say. That's why I tell my men in my program, in the Catholic Alpha program, when your wife's mouth is moving, yours is not. <clears throat> okay? That will save you a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I, I cannot disagree. So what are you going to tell her? 
tell me, tell me when your friend comes to you and she comes, she because she's gonna come to you again, right? What are you gonna say? What are you gonna what what's the kind of conversation you're gonna have with her? What you gonna say? Now that's a good question. Because I may not say anything. I don't know. Um, but if she brings it up, if she, you know, talks about, you know, if she brings it up, I will definitely tell her that, you know, she probably needs to spend a little more time with her husband. Maybe instead of going out with them, they need to plan a date night or something. And if he's upset about it, I would turn it back around on her and tell her that she would be upset about it too if he was doing that. And to, you know, if he brings it up or if it comes up in their conversations, to be patient with him and to listen to him because his feelings may not be facts, but they're his feelings and they're valid. And she needs to have a little more understanding. Mm-hmm. So the thing about date night, date night is important. So people like, okay, people go, well, every every counselor or coach or therapist or psychiatrist, they all say go on date night at least once a week. So this is one thing that all of us, people that help people in their marriages, all of us have in common that we all got right. So you got to ask ourselves, why would a therapist or a counselor or a coach or anybody in that kind of realm say, look, man, y'all need to go on date night at least once a week. So why would you think they would say that? The reason they say that is because they know that emotional connection is prime. And if we spend time mm-hmm. together and we have a good time and we and then we enjoy spending time with each other and we're laughing and in a, in a, in a good atmosphere, you know, that is going to be conducive to our relationship. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that I've learned um, from one of the guys that I that helped me with communication a lot is Dr. Uh, Jack Ito. That I already knew this, but you know he has a way of putting things to go. Oh yeah, I know that, but I should have. You know, I got to put that in a system, right? So I call it. This is not what he calls. This is what I call it. I call it bonding conversations. So every mm-hmm. night, you and your husband. Let's say me. Let's say your husband. You know your husband. You and your husband should have a bonding conversation. No matter how tired you are, no matter how long the day's been, no matter what. You know why? Because women fall in love with their ears, and bonding conversations every night or every morning or <clears throat> whatever you decide to do, what they do is they keep you connected, like they keep you mm-hmm. relaxed with each other, and you you keep you talking. So that, along with date night. Is bond is is the bond, you know why? Because every night, you and your husband or your girlfriend, her and her husband, they are connecting with each other. Like with my wife, I just look forward at the end of the night. I look forward to after I worked for sixteen hours. <laughs> I look forward to her coming home, and then her cooking and us sitting there, and I got a drink in my hand, and she's got some wine. And we're talking and conversating about, you know, the kids, our, our, our day together, our, our day apart. Um, what did you do? What did I do? And I'm interested in what she's saying. She's interested in what I'm saying. And then what even makes it better, sometimes the kids will come over and they'll come in the kitchen because, you know, all my kids got their own key to the house. So they just come in when they want. 
they come in and we'll start talking with them and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's the thing that conversation, that's why Sunday dinner is so important. You have all the kids over, you're over, the grandkids are over, the, uh, the, the uh, in-law husbands and wives are there, and everybody gets to know each other, and you have a connection with, you build a connection. So when things go wrong in your marriage or in your family, people can talk to each other. They can talk mm-hmm. to each other, and nobody gets mad or offended. Like you could take your daughter for a walk and and have a co- private conversation with her if you see things aren't going right. With your wife, if she had a bad day and you're sitting there listening to her, sometimes that's all it takes is just for you to listen and go, man, that's messed up. Sometimes all your wife want to hear, man, that's messed up. <laughs> all you did was support her. All you did was be empathetic to what she's going through. And believe it or not, man, those two, three little simple things will keep your marriage and your family in tune with each other. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you talk to her, kind of think about that, that, you know, a lot of men in my program and people that talk to me, they always pass it forward. When they learn something, they always, that's why I love doing, one of the reasons why I love doing what I do is that people, my clients especially, I had a guy the other day, he was talking, we were talking, he said, yeah, Jerry, my friend He's having problems, and I told him he's great. Him and his wife great go to marriage counseling, <laughs> and he said, "I told him, I told him, Jerry." He said, "Jerry, I told him, when you go in that marriage counseling, you shut your mouth. You don't say nothing. You let your wife talk." <laughs> so that you know that is what. That is really important um, that when we this that's why we share this good to share this podcast with and every day that you listen, if you're on Facebook, even on your phone or on my website or on YouTube, on Twitter, whatever, just share it, share it so people can also learn. You don't know what little thing that you might do as a Christian soldier that'll help somebody else and keep their marriage together, their family, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. All right. I know I talked a lot, but you know, I, I want to. I really want to help, and I and I and I can see, you know, that your your uh, your girlfriend and his her husband are already in in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Talk mm-hmm. to you later. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Uh Bye. Bye. So we will be back after this. After. 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 The break. Ugh. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's 
That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay. So we are back to our Save My Catholic Marriage Minute where I coach you gentlemen on how to create a legendary marriage. Oh, not just a good marriage, not just a great marriage, but a legendary marriage that spans over time, over 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 the temporal world so that your children's children, your grandkids, their kids, their kids and their kids will understand how to create a marriage and keep families together in and with God and and their wives and their husbands. Um, this is, this is why, why I do this is I want you men to understand that a legend, a legacy. Sure. I'm not down in artists and architects and businessmen that have great companies and all of that. I'm not dogging them out. What I'm saying, what I will, what I will, but what I will say is those things are important but they're not legacies. They're not the top legacy that we should be thinking about. The top legacy we should be thinking about is the legacy of a great marriage combined with God. This is where we should be. Because if you think about it, companies fold. (laughs) Companies fold, man. Careers, people forget about you. They really do. No matter if you have a plaque on the top of the Empire State Building, that you were the greatest businessman that ever was lived. So people go, oh, uh huh, yeah, uh huh, okay, that was nice. But every time you hear somebody go, you know, my grandparents were married for 50 years. 50 years, really? And then they look at your marriage and go, yep, and me and my wife, we're going to be married for that long too. You, you got great kids and you got a great marriage and you raised a relationship. That is the legacy. So, like right now, both of my, all four of my grandparents are dead. My the last one just passed away because of some stupid, some stupid COVID stuff. Um, uh, last the year before, no, I think it was last year. My wife, she get mad at me if I don't know this, but I don't remember. But um, my the last she was ninety two or ninety one years old. My grandmother, man, before COVID, man. And they start messing with her with these crazy vaccines and stuff. My grandmother was a healthy 91, 92, 90-year-old woman. <laughs> she was vital. And you know what I mean, vital? My grandmother would dress and go to church every Sunday. She'd come over and be with the family. She would go out and do stuff. The only reason she stopped traveling, my grandmother would travel all the time with her friends and stuff. And the only reason she stopped traveling is because, well, she's like, well, Jerry, I've been on 10,000 cruises. I've been I've been on all these. I mean, I've been everywhere. So she just kind of like, I'm just tired. I don't feel like going nowhere. But my grandmother was healthy and stuff like that. COVID came. She was still healthy. The only time that my grandmother started going down because she got depressed, because she was stuck in that 
that room by herself couldn't have visitors in the, in the um she was in a um a living assistant a living as- assistant home and she could not have visitors man she couldn't have visitors that's what older people elderly people thrive on is being able to have their family come visit them oh we can't do that cuz everybody going to get sick that crazy stuff so she got depressed because covid went on for what like a year year and a half I think it's probably longer, but she got depressed. So then she got very depressed. So then they came up with this vaccine. So guess what she does? My grandmother was, a, you know, I'm just be honest. My grandmother was a serious liberal. She was a CNN watcher. So every single day she's watching CNN. She's watching uh, NBC, ABC, all of them. And she's getting pressure to take this vaccine. So guess what she does? She takes it. Huh? Guess what happens? All of a sudden, she got to go to the emergency room. She gets sick. A perfectly healthy 90-something-year-old woman. Okay? So then, oh, that's not good enough for the government. It's not good enough, right? So then what they do is they gave my grandmother, um, she took the booster shot. She took the booster shot. And then what happened after that, man, she... You know, she got worse and then she she passed. Her kidneys broke, you know, wore down, all that kind of stuff. You know, but I'm not saying it's totally because of the booster shot. And I'm saying that combined with other things, that that right there is what hurt her. And so, you know, I uh, family is important, man. The bottom line is family is important. You know, all four of my parents are gone. My grandparents are gone. Um, one of my parents died over over for over uh, over uh, after uh, during COVID. My father, and so now I have my mother left. And so my point, what I'm saying is, man, you know, we've got to understand that our family is important, um, and these clues and things that I'm giving you are important. A legendary marriage is great. You 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 create a marriage. So that you guys stay together for life for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Then your kids see how to be. Wow, look at my mother and father. Remember, don't be under the illusion. You are always under you are always under the microscope as a father, as a mother, as a wife, as a um, as a husband. You're always under the microscope. Your kids are always watching you. Your church members are always watching you. Your friends are always watching you, right? This is why we are have to be examples and do what God would have us do and knock away our own needs and our own desires and finally and put others above what we're trying to do and be creating a great marriage and, and, and getting along with our wife and making her feel loved and cherished. Sure, some guys go, Jerry, that's a lot of work. Of course it's a lot of work. What it, name me anything that's worth it is not a lot of work. I just told you that if you create a great marriage, a legendary marriage, then your children will stay married. Your children's children will stay married. Your children's children's children will stay married. And your last name, the name of your father, will span throughout time. And you will build great things. You won't if you're divorced. Just think about it. All these people that 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 people now they they have a lot of uh, babies outside of wedlock, and and then. There's not nobody even has the last name anymore to be able to go to ancestry.com and find their lineage. It makes it a lot harder. 
you know, used to be everybody had the same name. We was married. Our kids got this name. Our daughter gets married. She and you, you know, you can kind of see how that breaks down. But now it's not like that, man. We we have we have fallen so far as a nation. We fall so far as a people. And when I say people, I mean, I mean, I don't care what color we are. That's stupid stuff. That's what ignorant people talk about. Racism and all that. Cut. That's a waste of time. Racism is a waste of time. There's always going to be somebody. There's always going to be somebody that thinks they're better than you. Look, look at the Irish and the English. Look at the Irish and the Scottish. White people. They can't, you know, they have they had wars and conflict all the time. Look at the uh, Chinese and the Japanese. I mean, dude, it doesn't matter. You know, we got to get over that stuff. We are, we are Christians. Christians, Catholics, we don't think like that stuff. We ain't got time for that stupid stuff. What we care about is how Satan is manipulating our country, our family, our marriage, and causing havoc. You know, that's what we're, that's our battle. That's our battle. Racism, all that stupid stuff. Man, I look at it like this, man. It's a waste of time because somebody's always going to be racist against you, no matter what color you are. If you think about it, black people, we always think, oh, oh, everybody race against us. No, they ain't. White people today could care less about you, fool. <laughs> they could care less about you. White folks, they got their own problems. <laughs> they really do. Today is about what? Your economic status. If you want to talk about racism, that's it. Either you got money or you don't. And that's if you don't have it, then you're more influenced by what the government, the decisions the government makes. If you have a lot of money, you're less influenced by the decisions the government makes. Right. That's how simple it is. Really, if you just really think about it, man, people don't really care. People don't have time to be worried about. We worried about the the assault on the family, on our, our trying to keep our marriage together and our kids happy. There's always going to be somebody that doesn't like you for the way your hair looks, the color of your skin. You're from Mexico and I'm from Puerto Rico. Uh, people, it, it's, it's always going to be some kind of bias or prejudice in the because we're broken. We're but in the big scheme of things, look at this country. I mean. Black people and Mexican people and Indians and Asians can do whatever the hell they want. Nobody says, well, you're a Chinese man and you just can't do that. No, nobody cares. If you're an honorable citizen, if you're an honorable citizen and you're a good citizen of the country, then you can go do whatever you want. It's only when you start bringing up all this, well, I'm a, li I'm a white liberal, uh, high, uh, uh, a university dude or a woman. I'm going to go out here just because I agree with uh, <clears throat> global warming and they don't. I'm going to take this bat and hit this woman on the back of her head while she's marching against abortion. I mean, that's just crazy stuff. It makes no sense. You know, so let's get into. I could go on for that all day long, y'all. Don't get me in. The, don't get me going. <laughs> I get all day long, man, because it's a way, racism and all that culture. You know, that my culture is better than your culture. All that stuff is a waste of time. God could care less about that stuff. He don't. Africa. It's hot in Africa. It's cold in 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 in, in Europe. So that's why people in Europe. 
their skin is lighter, is white, and in Africa, that's why their skin is black. Okay, it has nothing to do with you as a human person. It doesn't. It's just it's a survival mechanism that our Lord Jesus Christ, the God, put into place so that we can survive in the environment that He placed our souls in when we were born. Simple as that. That's it. Boom. Okay. Now, the first we're gonna do over clue twenty-seven, and the first twenty-six. Uh, clues today, uh, the, pre the previous 26, uh, we're going to go with those real quick. So listen to these, listen to these and try to embrace them and see if these are in your marriage. Okay. So number one, does she seem distant? Number two, is she spending more time with single friends? Ooh, we just talked about that one, didn't we? <laughs> number three, does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Is she still, uh, I'm sorry, does she go out to clubs and events without you? We just talked about that with the caller too. Um, number seven, does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Number eight, has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Has the bickering increased? Has the arguing increased? Has she started putting the kids above you? So basically, are the kids more important than you in her eyes? Number 12, has she started putting her friends, siblings above you? Number 13, have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Does she seem unusually depressed or unhappy? Um, you make love less than once per week. You make love less than once per month. Um, number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Number 18, has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Number 19, lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Number 20, are you beating her home when before she was already home? She blames you for everything wrong in your marriage. You can't seem to make her laugh anymore. Number 23, her phone is now hidden and locked. Number 24, she no longer cares where you've been or keeps tabs on you. Number 25, her hugs and kisses seem shorter with no feeling. Number 26, she is keeping secrets and being vague even when you ask her. I have a lot of guys that are number 26, a lot of secrets. That's a big one. So number 27, fellas, number 27. What is the number 27 clue that your wife May want a divorce. Drop roll, police. She doesn't seem to care that you are spending too much time with your friends. Ooh, okay, okay. Now that might seem like a little, it is a sister of another one. It is a sister of another clue, but I want to go a little bit more in depth with this one. Basically, this means your beloved is checking out, almost checked out, or is checked out. We do not want our wife to check out or start checking out, okay? The pain has gotten too bad for her. This is when she starts checking out. The pain has gotten too bad. Remember, when I, when I say a wife's pain, what do I mean? I mean, when I, if we raise our voice to our wife, if we call our wife names, if we argue with our wife, if we bicker with our wife, 
if we criticize our wife, if we blame our wife, if we neglect our wife, if we don't spend time with our wife, those, that's just a few. That hurts her deeply, fellas. I cannot express enough why that hurts her because she is bonded to you. You guys have made love. You guys are married before God. You guys have children together. You must understand your power as a man and influence on your wife. This is why your wife is mad. This is why your wife has asked for divorce, if that's you. This is why she may have asked for separation. This is why she is nagging you. Try to understand the pain has become unbearable that my husband does not love me anymore. Please try to understand that. Okay. Next. The pain has gotten too bad. She is tired of nagging him and trying to get him to listen to her. Please that your marriage needs help and that she is not sure where the marriage is going. I beg you. If to this point, you have not listened to your beloved. Now is the time to really bear down and force yourself to listen and be present. I hear this a lot from women. Oh, he's just not present. And at first when they would say that, I go, what does she mean? He's not present. What that mean is she means you're not, you're not there. Even when you're there, you're, then you're not there. Like your mind is like a thousand miles away. You know, it's at work, it's on the golf course with your buddies, stuff like that. <clears throat> and you got to understand that. You've got to understand that, you know, that women just don't get to this point automatically. Just like you, if you're a husband and, you know, you're upset with your wife because she's not doing what you want for 20 years. After a while, you just get to a point like, man, screw that. I'm done. Forget that mess. You know, so think how your wife feel, feels who's an emotional being, right? You as a logical being, you can kind of rationalize things and kind of keep it going. It's like, yeah, you know what? I might have, I might go out and have an affair with this woman, but I ain't leaving my wife. I'm not leaving my family. You know, I'm not going that far. You know, and I'm not saying, of course, I'm not saying having an affair is okay. What I'm saying is, if you look at most men, especially men who had affairs, you know, before the 19, the 2000s. Most dudes, you know, if you would talk to them and they had an affair, nah, man, I ain't live with my wife, man. I'm not doing that. I might pay for an apartment somewhere. I might get her a car. I might, you know, I might go see her and stuff, but I ain't breaking up my family over no another woman. Because men, we don't look at sex like women look at sex, right? So that's the difference between women. But women, they get in the pain and they can't stand it. And it sort of starts to really hurt. This is why I beg you to please, if this is the clue that's in your marriage right now, I beg you to please move to fix it. Move to eradicate it, okay? Next. Um, now is the time to really bear down and force yourself to listen and be present to your wife. When she doesn't care about you being gone for days or hours upon hours of time and that you are spending more time with them than with her, it means that she is really serious and not playing with you anymore. The indifference, her secrets, her nagging, her feeling you are not hearing her 
or that you no longer value her opinion is all starting to come to a head. Think about it. It's not that you're spending time with your friends, that you're spending all you want to be is with them, you know, and because you're having fun. She don't care. She don't nag you no more. Look, when your wife starts, to talk, if you if your wife was nagging you at first, let's say your wife's a nagger. See, this is about being this is about being in tune what's going on in your house. If your wife is a nagger, like ever since you guys been married, <laughs> or ever since she's become kind of unhappy, or you guys been married five or ten years, she's been a nagger. Like, do this, do that. Why are you doing this? Why aren't you going over here? We got to, uh, you, you know, I have guys all the time that tell me their mothers are like that. Like, my father just kind of sits around, and my mother kind of runs and controls everything. That's because. Her the husband, your father is letting your wife do that. Your the the husband is allowing her to do that. If he stood up and told her, "Hey, you to stop all that mess," then she stopped trying to run things and make her. You know, she stopped doing it. But he's aloof and he doesn't care, and so that's kind of what he does. So with women, if your if your wife is a nagger like that and she stops doing it, that basically means that the problem and the pain has gotten deeper. Right, the things are be- the worst. They're not getting better, okay? And so it's your job as a husband to 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 look at that, all right? So um, uh, let me see. Next, honestly, it's not that she doesn't love you. Understand this too. I get guys all the time, and you know, their wife tell them, "I don't love you no more. I'm not in love with you no more." Uh, what is the other one they say? Uh, we need space, all that kind of stuff. I hate you, you know. Uh, you need to work on yourself, all that kind of stuff. Man, that stuff, you got to ignore all that stuff, you know, because that's her being emotionally confused. And she's not, she doesn't know what she believes right now. All she knows is he don't love me no more and I'm unhappy and the pain hurts. I'm tired of fighting and arguing. I'm tired of him not listening to me. So I'm done, right? That's kind of how it works. So um, it's not, so that's what I say. When your wife gets like this, she still loves you, just not the man that you have become. Okay? So, and how do I know that? Because I was there. I had a wife like that too. You know, she still loved me, but she didn't like who I was. You know? And you know how long it takes to, 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 uh, you know how long it takes to realize that as a man? You know? Um, because women, they don't come out and, and say stuff. They, they, it's not like, you know, you both know what I'm thinking kind of thing. You know, but it's really important that you understand that it's not that your wife doesn't love you. She just doesn't like the man you have become. Um, and that's why she wants to run. Okay. So if that's she, it's that that she no longer loves the man that you've become. As I said on Friday, in her mind, you have broken the promise of you would always make her priority number one. Uh, moreover, that she is the most important thing in your life. And that you would forever cherish her. And I must ask, are you keeping your promise? Or have you started to slip? Or have you slipped for months, for years, or worse, decades? This is when her pain and resentment become the worst. Her resentment becomes worse over this time. The longer she feels you don't care, the resentment builds. And her desire to vacate becomes very strong. In your wife's mind, you love your love. I'm sorry. You love and care about your friends more than her, but only because she feels you neglected her and your marriage. A lot of times, man, women, 
I've noticed, now I could be wrong, but I, I kind of, you know, I kind of kind of get a handle on this kind of a little bit. A lot of times, man, women, they want you to spend time with your friends. They want you to go and, and have fun and, and go have your own personal time. They want you to be successful at your career. They want you to go hunting and fishing and go play golf and go play basketball with the guys and stuff. The problem is dudes become effeminate, which means we become attached to the pleasure, which means what? We become more attached to the pleasure than we are to God, our wife, and our children. This is when it becomes a problem, which means you're spending more and more time away from God, your wife, and your children, and your wife is not stupid. She starts to realize it, and she probably tries to talk to us about it, but we don't listen because why? Our pleasure and our fun means more than everything. If me and her, if me and her ain't having fun, I'm going to find somebody else to have fun with because that's my life. My life is I want to have as much fun as I can because when I die, huh, it's kind of over, right? Hmm. Think about it. So um, when your wife feels neglected, this is when she doesn't want you to go out and spend all this time with other people because she starts to feel like, okay, we're, the, we're supposed to be married. We're supposed to be best friends. We're supposed to be hanging out, okay? So she wants you to be first and foremost. She wants, she wants her to be first and foremost in your life. That's what your wife wants, heart, mind, and soul. She wants yours, and she wants to give hers to you, okay? If, um, if right now this last few minutes describes your marriage, listen to what I just said. If right now, this last few minutes describes your marriage, you are already nearly out of time. You really are. And you just don't know it. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, y'all. We are back for the final little goodbye for today, our conclusion. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Uh, <clears throat> it's a little, not as long. Well, it is about as long as normally is, about an hour, hour and five or ten minutes. Um, but I just want you to know that, um, you know, I care about you. I care about what's going on in your marriage. 
I, I want you to fix what's happening. I want you to not sit on your laurels anymore. Um, I want you to please open your eyes and to look at the world around you. Look at your look at your home. Look at your marriage, your children. Keep an eye on these things. You are the watchdog, man. You are the watchdog. You're the one that brings in the guardian angels. You're the one that brings in the choir of angels. You're the one that brings in the Holy Spirit. You're the one. You. You're the one who God has charged to, to protect and defend your home. You are. Nobody else. This is why you hear me get on men so hard and tough because I was there and I was ignorant and I hate it. I hate that I was like that. I hate it. I wasted a lot of time. And if you were one of those guys that have wasted a lot of time, the good thing is, like my father used to always say, as long as you're living and giving, you can change. You can get together, man. You can fix it. Right now, if your family is not the way you want it to be, please, you are the only one that can fix it. Your wife and kids ain't going to fix it, man. They ain't. They ain't. They ain't. They ain't. They waiting on you to fix it. Okay? So here what I'm trying to say, and I hope these clues have helped you so much. Um, even the people that listen on the replay, I have a lot of people listen, listen, to, listen, to, listen, to, no, listen to this uh, on replay. And I hope that all of you are really, really starting to understand after these, you know, these last few, these last three weeks, this is the fourth, we're in our, in our fourth week now. And um, I hope you are starting to understand how important what we're talking about is, you know, you are the man. God left you as the one responsible for this. This is why I want, I, I have to encourage you to fix it because if you don't, it won't. <laughs> so that's all I got to say today. Um, please, you know, guys, email me or you know, listen to the show, share the show. Um, and then as we build and get stronger, you know, uh, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be a grand thing. And you'll be one of the ones that help to help to make this show what it is. Okay. So in conclusion, as we always do, we end with our quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.